Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, I am really excited to share today's episode with you. We are talking all about virtual events and leveraging the power of relationships. My guest today is Danny Geppert. Danny helps Christian women entrepreneurs market their businesses by creating their own stages, utilizing fun, immersive events with zero ad spend. She is on a mission to help them make more so they can invest more into their families, communities, relationships, and projects, and thus transform the nations. She is the founder and CEO of the Risen Entrepreneur, Risen Events, and the host of the Risen Entrepreneur podcast. So in this conversation today, we are talking all about why creating your own virtual platform is a lot more powerful than typical lead magnets. We're also talking about creating your own opportunities instead of waiting to be asked, especially as a new business owner, and also how to get started creating your own virtual stage. So I know you are absolutely going to love this conversation. Um, It's very practical. It's very inspiring. I think it's really going to empower you to, like I said, if you are a new business owner and you feel like you're kind of waiting on the sidelines and looking at these awesome events and opportunities and wishing that that's something that you could be a part of, I think it's going to really give you the kick in the booty that you need to get going and do that thing that's been on your heart. So like I said, I hope this episode encourages you and inspires you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Danny. All right. Hey, Danielle, I am so excited to have you on the Wildly Aligned Marketing Podcast today. Welcome. Wonderful to be here, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Very excited to chat with you today. So before we jump into our conversation and all the goodness that we're going to talk about today, I would love to just give you the opportunity to share a little bit about yourself and maybe something that um, people wouldn't see in your professional bio. Oh, all right. Well, I am the CEO and founder of Risen Events, um, where I specialize in collaborative list building virtual summits. Um, I'm currently living in Austria, married to the handsomest of German men. We have five kids and we live in a little Austrian village at the foot of the Alps. Um, And I have cows outside my office window and hunters shooting deer in the area like it's kind of like this little idyllic scene I guess you if you would read you know Hans Christian Andersen and all those stories it's like that's that's where we're living it's like hilly and fairy tale land so you might not see all of that on my professional area but I definitely talk about it a lot because it's so much part of my life and um, I'm just so thankful to live here uh, we just moved here in January so I'm you, you, you just have to bear with me just enjoying <laughs> enjoying Austria so much yeah um, that sounds so beautiful it is it's really beautiful Yeah. It makes me just kind of want to ask every guest that I have on the podcast now be like, what's the view outside your window? Just describe it to us. (laughs) Could be, could be hit or miss. Right. (laughs) Right. Very cool. Um, 
So tell us a little bit about how you got into virtual events, because that's kind of what we're talking about today. And I know that you are really big on creating your own stage, creating your own opportunities. So tell us how you got into that in the first place. Yes. And I love this question because it's probably very similar to a lot of, a lot of you listening. If you're, you're, starting your business or in your business so many of us entrepreneurs we don't start with like virtual events for instance you know we start somewhere else you know and i started with blogging we were just chatting about this before but we were i, I started with blogging um because i heard at actually at a summit but at that time i didn't know it was a summit i just was like oh there's like all these interviews and stuff going on. And I, I like kind of went into this funnel, they called it a funnel. And I didn't understand what that was. And I was just like, this is like a whole new world of online business and everything was so interesting. And anyway, I found out about the world of blogging through the summit that I didn't realize it was a summit. And um, when I heard about blogging, I was like, oh, that's cool. I can like help people with my message and my story. And I could get paid to do it. You know, it's like if I keep on blogging and build up my brand, my business and all that stuff. So I invested, you know, a lot of money into a blogging course and started all that stuff and realized this is really tedious. I have to write content all the time, every day. And I was like, there has to be a faster way to, to grow your business and your, um, you know, to, to grow yourself in the online space. Um, and I wanted to earn money and I couldn't figure out like, well, how am I, how can I actually earn money with this? And like, now I realize there's all these things with, you know, affiliates and, and links and blah, blah, blah. Um, but at that point, um, I just figured out like at the end of my year of blogging that I could sell a product and that was an ebook. And I was like, oh, I, I need to try to sell something. So I, I sold this ebook. I sold one for $7. That was the first time I made any profit in my business. And I was like, wow, it took me a year and many, many hours of learning and figuring out WordPress and figuring out domains and, you know, connecting all this stuff. It took me a year to sell the $7 product. And, you know, as I experienced that, I was like, there, there has to be a faster way than creating like a PDF and creating all this content and then trying to drive traffic to it and all that stuff. It's just, it's exhausting. There has to be a faster way. So as all entrepreneurs do, we look into all the shiny objects and do all the courses and do all, I mean, I wasn't so much into the masterminds and all that at that point, but, you know, I did all the courses and tried Shopify, tried Amazon FBA and um, ended up kind of dropping into the funnel world. And um, as I as I started learning more about funnels, I was like, this is cool, like I can understand it. And um, it led me to join a, um, a high ticket mastermind um, with ClickFunnels, if anyone knows that. So as part of the ClickFunnels um, 2CCX program, and um, there they were teaching something that totally flipped over my, flipped flipped over, I guess you see, could say my understanding of how to like launch a business, how to, how to, um, uh, go out there. Because often we think that we need to have a lot of skin in the game before we create, you know, an event or a workshop or a masterclass or any of those things. Like we need to be around, um, for a while before we try anything. And in, in this program, what they were teaching was to kind of flip your business and to start it with a summit. 
Um, and this really, uh, you know, we, I was not serving business women at this point. I was serving homeschooling moms. So this is with my first business called Wild Happy Family. And my sister had partnered with me on this. And we were like, all right, no one knows who we are, but they're telling us to do this. So let's try it. And so we basically put together a summit um, with the hope of, okay, we're going to grow an audience. We had actually not really any product to sell. We had tried some things, but we were like, I don't know what works. I don't know what doesn't work. And um, we put together the summit and we earned our first four figures in our business within a few months. And, you know, before that I had only earned like $7 on the ebook and maybe a little bit on some other digital products I had, but not very much, definitely not close to four figures. And then we brought in about a thousand new um, people on our list. So we had a thousand registrants, um, which was huge, you know, because mm -hmm. before that, my experience with blogging was, I think I grew my list to like 30 and, or maybe 40 or something. And half of them were probably like family members and not <laughs> my target audience. Yeah. So when we experienced that with Wild Happy Family, I was like, wow, this is really powerful, way faster. And it was so much more fun because before that I had been working so much on my own in front of my computer and just like quiet, you know, quietly working by myself really, really hard, like figuring things out and learning all this stuff. And, and it really shifted my whole perspective of how to do business because all of a sudden, instead of doing things myself, I was reaching out to all these different people. And instead of just growing my business, we were growing all of our businesses together. And I was like, oh, it's not comp. It's not, there's, it's not competitive. It's collaborative. And so this really shifted my understanding on the possibility of, you know, creating a stage, creating an opportunity in order to grow and actually serve others and grow your businesses together. So that led me into the virtual event scene because I decided I don't really want to work with homeschooling moms anymore. <laughs> Not my favorite audience. Although I am a homeschooler, I was a homeschooling mom. Awesome women. Amazing, amazing. I just, I didn't want to do that forever. So I pivoted out of that and went into um, business and specifically virtual event, the virtual event and summit space. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I always love hearing people's journeys. And I think that's very common. I had the same thing too, where, where I started was just kind of the logical, like, this is already my world. This is what I know. And so it just seems like the most logical thing to start with or to do at the time, um, because I was getting my nutrition degree right before I started my business. And so when I started at first, I was like, well, maybe I'll work for health and wellness entrepreneurs. And I didn't stick with it for long, but it was just, it was the same kind of thing where it was like, this just seems like a logical because I'm already familiar with that world. Um, and it's, it's funny as I'm listening to you share this, I'm remembering, I feel like my very first introduction into online entrepreneurship was, um, it was a virtual summit and it was centered around working from home. And so there was like all these different people talking about like, the same one. really work at homeschool summit or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny, really? Yeah. Was it was it 2018? Was that when you Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With Caitlin Pyle, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Small world. That's too funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Yep. 
we didn't know what we were getting into, did we? No, no, I had no idea. And that truly was my, my mindset at the time was like, how can I work from home? It wasn't like, how can I start a business? So that's too funny. Like, how can I earn a bit more of an income and serve my family? But you know, it's really changed for me now. Like now I'm like, Oh, I can impact people. I can impact nations with my business. So it's like so much bigger than how it started, but it started exactly that. Okay. I can work it from home. Yeah. Like, I guess I could do that. I guess I could, you know, and I remember thinking too, like just having to really like get it in my mind. Like this seems like it's a legitimate thing. I think it's a legitimate thing. Yeah, right? exactly. And you're like, <laughs> if they can do it, I could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That just like made my day. Um, oh my well, and I love, I love several things that you shared in here, just kind of going back to how you like, you tried the different things, right? That just speaks to the power of kind of failing forward or trial and error in business, because it's like you, you just kind of have to go through it. Like you have to start with what you know and like try things. And that is going to take you where you're supposed to end up. You know, it's just kind of like trusting the, the trial and error process and just like taking the next logical step, the next best step. Um, and I especially love what you said about how virtual events, it was like this approach of collaborating and not competing with each other. It's like all these experts in maybe the same area or similar areas or complementary or however, you know, however that is curated are coming together and hosting this event together. And we're all working on growing our businesses together. Like it's a very beautiful give and take thing. Um, and the, that's very much how I approach my podcast, like bringing you on, bringing all my guests on. It's like, it's such a beautiful give and take. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much, and it's kind of similar, similar in that regard. Um, I would love to hear kind of some of your thoughts going back to what you said about your first virtual event and you, you put this on with your sister and you guys were kind of like, okay, no one knows us, but let's try it. What the heck, you know, what do we have to lose? Um, I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts on showing up when you are like, quote unquote, a nobody, like you're a new business owner, or maybe you have been around for a while, but you haven't really been showing up. And so you haven't really developed like a name or a reputation for yourself. Um, doing something like that, I'm sure that a lot of people have objections or maybe misconceptions around that. So I would love for you to speak to that a little bit. Yeah. And absolutely. I felt the same way actually. So before we did the summit, um, I toyed around with doing my own, um, I was interested and I was like, okay, what could that look like? So we, we did like a mini event, I guess you could say on our own with like very little promotion. And I brought in a couple of my friends speakers and we did it over zoom and it like, we kind of promoted it to our small list and I was panicking. I was like, not, maybe not panicking, but you know, that feeling where, when you decide to do something a little scary and then you're like, why I decide to do that? It's so scary. And that's exactly how I was feeling about the small event. Like a week before I was like, I could just cancel it. I could just come up with an excuse and cancel it because I, I'm really like, I was really scared. And these were just with like speakers who I were, I was quite close to. Mm -hmm. Um, but I absolutely had that fear of like showing my face and showing up. I had that throughout my whole business. 
um, with blogging, you know, my whole intention was to hide myself and like, just have a profitable business behind a logo. That was my first plan. I never wanted to be in the spotlight or talk or, you know, any of those things. I was like, no, but I realized as, you know, going on in life, um, in, in business, I realized, wow, no, people want to work with humans, humans who, who talk and share their stories. And I realized, you know, God has also given me a story to share. Um, and often he's calling us to do those scary things or, or when you feel that scary, um, step, that's precisely the one you should take because it's going to, it's going to place you in the direction of growth. So doing the summit, I had already dealt with some of those fears. Like I had already done something small and it actually got hacked and like some really rude boys came on. We had like, I don't know, there was maybe eight of us or 10 of us on there uh, in the Zoom room. And they, they were like saying rude stuff. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh no. But it was so funny. And I was just like, all right, first event got hacked. Um, but we did it, right? And it was, it was good. So I already had dealt with like those personal issues of like, I just want to run and hide. I don't want to do this. What am I doing? This is crazy. Like I'm putting myself out there. Everyone's going to hate it. You know, all those thoughts that you have, but I know because looking at my history, I know that when those thoughts come, it's just trying to protect me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to die. Like the worst that can happen is like the tech gets shut down, rude boys hack it. Other than that, that's not bad. Right. So I kind of went into the summit with the same thoughts, like, all right, if we start reaching out to people who are like bigger names and influencers and more well-known, what's the worst that could happen? And that's what really helped me because before I was like, oh gosh, how can we do this? Like, they're going to look at us and be like, who's this email from this? Like, nobody, what do they think they are? You know, that's what's in your head that they're going to respond. But in reality, the people on the other side of the email are just nice. They're just nice, normal human beings. So I had to think through that fear, which is um, what's the worst thing that could happen. And the worst that could happen was they say no. And I feel, I feel rejected, but the no could mean many other things. And I could also think about reframing that no. So this specifically works very well for a podcast or, or on stage, like a virtual event. If someone says no to you, it doesn't necessarily mean like, no, you're a horrible person. It could just mean not right now. And so that's where you get the opportunity to say, well, um, we're doing it again next year, or I have a podcast. Would you be potentially interested in coming on my podcast if you can't do the event? Um, and so there's, there's always opportunities to like, to take that no and do maybe a later on, or, uh, yeah, I think next year, if I had more like six months notice, I could do it. Um, so I, I learned in that, that online influencers and experts are generally quite nice. And if you reach out to them and they respond back, it's not going to be like you measly worm. How could you dare write me? It's like, yeah, I can imagine it. And most people actually are happy to speak on a stage, even if they're not being paid, even if it's just like a lower tiered stage, most people are very, very happy to speak. And in fact, this reminds me, I was just talking to a guy last week. Um, maybe you've heard of him, maybe not. His name's Michael Anthony, and he has a really big podcast called Think Unbroken, um, which has really exploded this last year. And I was asking him, because he's one of my speakers, um, and he was like, I say yes 
to any event, basically. Any, if it fits in my schedule, I say yes to it because I know that my message needs to get out. And it doesn't matter where it is, if it's at a school, if it's at a small event, if it, you know, and a lot of people have that, a lot of these speakers have that mentality. So I think when we think about that, it kind of takes that fear away and that helped me in the summit. Yeah, I love that you shared that example because that's so true. Like we can almost um, dehumanize the people behind the screens where it's like, oh my gosh, they're just, you know, like as if we're going to get some, I don't know, shut down and asking that question, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, raise your hands, all worst case scenario thinkers. Like that is what I often have to do is be like, okay, what is the worst thing that could happen? They say no. Cool. <laughs> oh dear. Like, right. Like I can recover from that. And, and, and it's also just realizing too, like, how is that any different from where you're at right now that they say no, like nothing in your immediate circumstance has changed, you know, like you just stay where you are. So I love that taken my house or burnt anything down. My family is healthy. You know, all right. the important things are still there and good. So, right. right. Exactly. And I love also that you just kind of touched on the whole mentality that you had, which was, I just want to like hide behind this logo and have this business that's profitable and runs itself and, you know, have the, the passive income. Um, yes. <laughs> All of that. Like, I, I feel like I probably had that mentality too. I remember feeling really daunted to even just like go live or do anything to show my face. And that's something that I actually talk about a lot. So I got really excited to hear you say that is like, stop hiding behind your business. Like people want to see your face. They want to hear your voice. They want to see you on video. Like they want to get to know you because they are also a human. And we just, we overcomplicate things so much in business because we act like we're not dealing with other human beings. It's like, well, how would you talk to someone in, in real life? Like if you're like hiding behind a sign, like, you know, talking behind it, like that's just super weird. So, <laughs> so just kind of like in the similar train of thought here, what do you think, or why do you think it's so powerful for new business owners or kind of emerging business owners to do things like speaking on in summits, on podcasts, stuff like that, um, you know, to build their expertise? Like, why do you think, or how do you think that that plays into things? I think one of the most powerful things that even I, I don't think I quite realized, maybe I did. I think one until like last week, well, I was thinking about it again last week and there's a number of reasons, but the one that really struck me again last week was like, um, let's think about like when you're, when you're, when you're looking for jobs and careers, um, I have a friend who, uh, I work together with him and we do in-person events for uh, C-suite. So like, you know, the chief marketing officers of, uh, large businesses and, um, CHRO reps and v vice presidents. And so we put on these, these, um, events and it was interesting because he was telling me a story about how, as he was starting this business, um, he interviewed like a hundred of these different um, vice presidents and CMOs and whatever, all these C-suite people, the big dudes. And he asked them like, what was the, the factor that helped them kind of scale quickly in, scale or progress quickly in their career? And they all said the relationships that they had. They had met people 
at maybe a networking event or at a dinner or at some sort of some sort of opportunity and that person there was a connection there was something shared there was a common interest there was a um kind of a, a I don't want to say the word switch there was like they sh- yeah basically they shared um their their life so there was a connection and that person later on remembered the other person and and offered them a job you know later on and so their career actually grew a lot faster because of those connections and those relationships. So when we look at the virtual space, and let's go back to what you said, because we are dealing with humans, right? And we tend to forget that. We tend to, especially marketers, oh my goodness, we tend to look at people as a number, as a lead, as um, as a, a customer or a client. We try to do everything that we can to either somehow dehumanize the whole business that we're in, but we, we are working with humans. And so the, the same holds true when you're working, when you're creating, I like to call it creating an opportunity, right? You're creating an event that is going to benefit you because you're going to grow a giant list out of kind of a big pool of other speakers. But that's not the only benefit. Like you get to create a big pool, a new list, like a new audience that you can sell to over and over again. But the real power is actually creating an opportunity to to connect with all of these different influencers who are serving a similar niche. Because, and I think that was probably a huge difference in my business going from my little blog, working on it on my own to realizing, oh, it's like my connections. It's the people I know. It's the stages I get invited on. It's the people who think of me when they have a client that they're working with. They're like, well, Danny knows that. Like, and they refer that person to me or they refer their clients to me or something. You know, it's it's that connection. That's what happens in the summit in like a, and I guess you could call it like an incubator. It's like a networking incubator, but way better than any networking meeting that you've been to because all these like virtual dinner parties and you're like, whatever, like quick networking, speed networking, you know, you can't, it, it's a little awkward. The, the, the summit is like, you create this opportunity to learn from the other person. You get to um, let them shine on your stage and then you grow all together. So there's like a exchange of values uh, an opportunity for that relationship to happen. And you get to often, it happens that you meet with very like-minded people and you're like, oh, wow, I would have never met you had I not created this opportunity. This would have, and then it would, and it starts a chain, a, a chain reaction in your business. This person knows this person who knows this person who gives you an idea to do this or wants to collaborate with you on this. So that's the real power in the summit. We can look at the audience growth Super awesome. We could look at um, being able to monetize that because I teach that, like how to monetize a free summit. That's awesome too, because you can create some profit. But the real power is those relationships that are created, those connections, because they are lasting. And if you're in this for the long run, for the long game, like we are, then that that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And it, it really is like, I think back to when we both got started in 2018, um, you know, I think about my first clients, I think about business friends that I made, like I am still in contact with those people. And a lot of those people have been lifelines like that I met in that first year or so of, of business. And so it really is like 
you know, you hear people all the time talk about the importance of relationships in business, but it's like, no, that really is everything. And so, um, you know, just hearing about the guy who interviewed all these C-suite people and they're saying like, no, that was it. It was the relationships. Not the resume, not necessarily, or the education. It's like, it's about relationship. Right. Or not the experience. Like it doesn't, you know, like it's just, it is the relationship. Um, that's so great. How, how do you recommend that, um, anyone listen really, uh, anyone listening really like maximizes relationships or many, maybe even like, um, mindset shifts that are needed to maximize relationships with this kind of stuff. I think if you are not already publishing or you don't already have your stage, it will be very difficult to kind of go forward in this because it's one thing to have little coffee dates with people um, and just to meet on things. But I find there's a lot more power when there is an opportunity created. I talk about this a lot. So for instance, what you have, Natalie, as a podcast, and this is a very similar concept, is you have created an opportunity to meet people who might be your dream clients, people that you are serving a similar niche, people who are um, into the similar things and you create an opportunity to uh, to to um, serve your audience together, but also to start this like no like and trust factor. Right. And so if you don't have that opportunity created like that platform, that stage, your own space that you can reach out to people and be like, I like you. Would you be interested in joining me? You're going to have a hard time because it's not often that people are going to see you on your social media. If, if however, you're just showing up um, and say, I want her on my stage. Like I have not often, I don't know if I've ever experienced where someone's been like, Hey, come on my stage. They're like, maybe, okay. Yeah. We had like a conversation. You invited me to come here. I, I, we did start a conversation, but it it doesn't happen very often where someone just like picks you out of the blue and says like, come and come and speak. Right. So that's where I, I think there needs to be a mindset shift. We think that somehow we have to earn the right to have our own podcast. We have to earn the right to have our own YouTube channel, like whatever stage that looks, we have to earn the right to have a summit or a virtual event when Actually, we're just slowing um, slowing our, ourselves down because why not just flip it on its head, start your own podcast and bring on your dream people, bring on the clients that you would love to work with bring, and just pick their brains. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity to be able to bring on people and be like, so tell me about what you do. Like, and, and you share so much value. I don't know if I'm kind of like going all over the place with this, but I think that that is the big mindset shift is like start it yourself, start, you can do it. I give you the ability, the authority to, if you're waiting for someone to say, do it, that just, just do it. You have a computer, you can record, have a podcast. You could start from there. You could start on a Facebook group. Like that's your platform. Start inviting people into it. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just shifting away from like, you don't need to wait for someone to give you permission or you don't have to wait for an invitation. It's like, saying you've only been in business for three months. You're not allowed to do this. No, that doesn't exist. So, right. But we have this irrational fear that someone's going to do that. And they're going to be like, I'm sorry, can I see your credentials first before? Like, no, no, never once in five-ish years of entrepreneurship has anyone ever asked me, so what is your training? What is your credentials? I need some credentials. 
Right. <laughs> your marketing credentials. Right. Like, no, they're like, I want you to help me. I don't care what your credentials are. So, um, yeah, I love that because it really is just like essentially create your own opportunity or own opportunities. And that will open up more opportunities for you instead of, like you said, really this mindset of, I have to wait until I have spoken on other podcasts and built this reputation on other people's stages before I can build my own stage. Like or, it, or you think that you have to have like a, a proper website that's like legit set up with a speaker profile and all the different things that you've been on. No, you don't need that. You don't. Right. Right. Or even like, I remember thinking like, oh, well, I have to have like a freebie or a lead magnet ready to go or, you know, different things. And it's like, have a free call. You can invite them to get on a free, you know, you don't have to create anything. Like you can just start with what you've got right now. Um, And I am, I am very much a big uh, advocate for messy action and just like, you know, learning as you go and creating as you go, which, you know, I think, I think there's for sure different personalities that come into play. Some people just really um, like to have things a little bit more uh, put together up front. But really what I've noticed is the trend, I would say for the majority of cases from what I've seen with myself, uh, but like clients and just women in my audience as well is, you know, having that mindset of, I'm just going to go and I will figure it out as I go keeps you in motion so much more than like, I need to have all this stuff ready to go. And then I can start. Yeah, exactly. No. And it, it actually, I mean, I'm not a perfectionist, so I don't, I don't have too many problems with just like acting and doing it messy. My husband might have some more problems on the other hand, cause he's a different personality. But for me, I'm like, I, I love it. I love And I think that's why I was so drawn into like, especially digital or online entrepreneurship, because you can switch so quickly. Oh, it's not yeah. working. You can try it. You can switch. You can try it. You can switch. Um, and that's beautiful if you're wanting to build a business. So yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that, that regard too. I, I feel like I go back and forth. I feel like I have majorly improved in my perfectionism tendencies, but I still have moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, Natalie, just like put it out there. <laughs> like you get the download, you've got the thing. And it's like, why, why am I sitting on this? I just need to put it out there. So um, yeah. So interesting how personalities affect that. Um, well, we have covered a ton in this conversation. I've got two final questions for you. One is what tips do you have for anyone who wants to get started with building their own stage or even like doing something like a virtual, uh, summit? What would you recommend that they do to just kind of get started with that? Yeah. Make sure you have enough time planned to begin it. Uh, I know that if you're anything like me, my first event, I was like, I'll do it in four weeks or three weeks. And it's not really enough. I mean, you can do it. You're just, you need the time to promote your event before it. And that, and I, I think a lot of us who just want to like take messy action um, and a, a little bit more spontaneous will um, think of an event or even a challenge because that's a big thing right now as well, the challenges. Um, and then we'll be like, I'm going to do it in two weeks. I have one week to promote. So I would say like, make sure when you're looking at your calendar, to build in enough time. 90 days is a really good amount of time. Uh, it's like a great project kind of sprint time to get things done, to collect people. Um, keep in mind, you're gonna be doing a lot of communicating, especially if you're gonna go over 20 speakers. 
I mean, even under 20 speakers, it's just, it's a lot of communication, reaching out to people, waiting for their emails, organizing, finding times on calendars that work. Um, so you'll have to keep that in mind as well, that you over communicate to people, especially since we are living in a time of emails that just run to spam a lot or get lost among, amongst a, a lot of other emails. So um, you'll have to over communicate. One time is probably not enough. And um, create, you can already create your, as you're thinking about it, um, a list of dream people you'd love to work with, like people who, who share a similar niche or interests, or you think would be a great uh, speaker and just like start building out that list. And then you always have that. That's kind of, it ends up becoming an asset because you can start looking at it. You can use it to, for building a podcast or a summit or, you know, any, any other collaborative venture that you'd like to do if you have like a list of people that you know are serving your audience it that's going to help you um get out of your own space and start looking at what's happening and who you could work with who, and it will bring you to other people as well so even if that person's like like an a-lister and you're like no way maybe not right now maybe not for this event but i'm sure they have a lot of followers or a lot of people in their um in, in ecosystem who would be equally or you know just as good for the time you are in. So um, build out, build out. I mean, in, if you're in the ClickFunnels scene, it's called your dream hundred. Um, I'd like to work on like a dream 20 list uh, to dream 50. It is a lot of work to do the research, but it's very beneficial and it will it will definitely help you think, think bigger and see and get excited and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very similar approach with the, what you mentioned of like how you do kind of like a dream 20. Um, I've never heard it called that way or like articulated in that way before, which I, I love it. But I do that with podcasts where it's like, I make a list and go and do the research of like, who are people that I potentially want to collaborate with, um, bring on to my show to continue the conversation. So I love that, uh, just like a great starting place of make a list of people. Like, who do you want to collaborate? And even to add to that, I would just encourage everyone listening to go with your gut. So that's something that I noticed very quickly in entrepreneurship was as I was connecting with people, like sometimes you just don't jive with people. Like they're just something like nothing wrong with a person. They might be an expert. Uh, maybe it's a topic that you're looking for, but I've learned to trust my gut with like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is necessarily someone that I want to bring onto my stage because I do think that, um, that that's part of it too. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I know with my podcast, it's like, well, but this is, this is my stage. Like this is the conversation that we're hosting here on the widely aligned marketing podcast. Mm -hmm. So you bet I'm going to guard that carefully. Like this is, you know, these are my people and I want to um, be discerning about like who I'm bringing on because I want to make sure that I'm aligned with their approach and stuff. Um, so I guess I'd be curious to hear if you have any like tips or thoughts about, about that kind of like vetting who you're bringing on. Yeah, I mean, they represent you and your vision in a way. Um, I, th I think the beauty, the beauty of um, seeking out people is that you're actively kind of looking at them and already vetting yourself. You probably already consumed their content, and so you have you can gauge the type of person or what they stand for when you're creating your own stage. So there's a lot of control for those of us who like control. 
this is like a great way to go because you can control a lot of the, dy- the dynamics and the people and you can edit things. And, you know, it's, I've, I've never had to edit anything. I've ne- I don't think I've ever had a bad interview and I've interviewed hundreds of people. Um, I don't think I've had anything that has been like, hmm, I don't really know. Um, some have not been super interesting, but you know, nothing like bad and that hasn't sat with me, but I'm also careful at uh, the topic I'm choosing for my summit. It obviously needs to align with me and be something that I want. Um, And if I'm doing speaker applications, because I I also do like open speaker applications, they have to fill out a form. Um, So it helps me kind of like vet through all of my applications to see. And then at this point in my business, um, certain people get invited to a pre-call, like a pre-screen call with me um, because I also do events for clients. So if I'm putting on an event for a client, I wanna make sure that the person I'm referring to them is gonna be a good fit for them as well. So I I act as a gatekeeper there. Um, But I think when you have that control, it's a little bit easier to to choose, pick and choose who's going to come onto your stage or not. And you better exactly sure as heck protect your area because it's, it represents you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So really like having some sort of vetting process, whatever that looks like, whether it's a form or a call. Um, yeah, that's really great. Awesome. Well, my last question for you is out of all the things that we covered today and all the goodness that you shared, if you wanted the listeners to walk away with one thing, and this is like the one thing that they remember from this conversation, what would you want that to be? Create the opportunity. You're a creator. Like you are called to lead. If you're in entrepreneurial space, you're called to lead. You're called to co-create and create out of nothing. And, um, and that's kind of like, you're kind of given that authority to do it. So just, I want to reiterate it, that you are allowed to, you're able to do things. You're able to create from nothing. So that also means a virtual stage and connecting with people because you're here to serve and, and, and lead, um, get those stories shared, those messages shared. Um, I know most people who are listening are, are here because they want to create an impact. Not only do they want to create income and grow their audience, but probably because they're ethically and, and morally have this desire to create something more than just themselves and to serve the the community and the people that they're around. So um, I would say just remember that you are a creator, like walk in that identity. Um, and you there are no police that are going to be like saying, no, you're not allowed to do that. So you're free. Do it. Just do it. Yes. Oh, so good. What a way to end this conversation. I love that so much. Well, tell everyone where they can connect with you if they want to get more of you in their life. Yeah, I'm I'm on Facebook a lot. So you can just find me on Danny Gerbert. I guess my name is here on Facebook. Um, you can go on my website, risenevents.com. It's not that interesting, but you can go there and book a chat with me. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll find me mainly on social media and all of the events that we're doing. We have quite a number coming up this year. So anything with Risen Events in it, um, you'll see we have quite a number and I'll be around there as well. Yeah. Awesome. And as always, I will have all those links in the show notes so that anyone listening, if you want to go over and connect with her, you can do that there. Well, thank you so much again for being here today. This was such a wonderful conversation. And I thank you for adding to this conversation and coming onto my stage today. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. It's been a pleasure. 
Thanks so much for listening today. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode and leave a review if you haven't already. I love hearing your takeaways and how this podcast has impacted you and your business. If you're not already in our private Facebook community, love to have you join. Head on over to Facebook and search the Wildly Aligned Marketing Group, or you can head to the show description and you'll find the link as well. I would love for you to pop in there, introduce yourself and get to know you a little bit more. All right, that's it for today. I will see you on the next episode.